It takes an extraordinary team to embark on an extraordinary mission. WealthVest presents the 99 Best Marketing Ideas, a podcast dedicated to bringing financial advisors the most cutting-edge marketing strategies. Listen in as your fellow advisors share their top ideas to help you conquer your marketing needs. Hello and welcome to another 99 Best Ideas podcast brought to you by WealthVest Marketing. Our guest today is somebody who is doing something that uh, there are other advisors around the country who have done, but not necessarily to the level of success that Sam Legaspi has found. He is the founder of the Financial Liberty Project. He's an independent financial advisor. And he specializes in something that we're going to uncover because this truly is one of the best opportunities, not just marketing, but opportunities that there is. So, Sam, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Well, let's start with tell me why you decided to become a financial advisor. (laughs) Actually, it was by accident. Um, What happened was uh, it was interesting. I was just telling the same story yesterday. I was in college. And I went the path of least resistance. So I tried to find a major that was really simple. And, and I hated writing essays. So I, I loved taking uh, multiple choice tests. I was a pretty good multiple choice test taker. So the days of the Scantron um, were about. So I did some research and found out that the economics major in my, in my school, uh, the majority of the, of the classes were, were Scantrons. So I ended up becoming an econ major. And, uh, and then through the, through that, the year, what ended up happening was they, you know, I started trying to figure out what am I going to do with an econ degree? And so I, I asked a few professors, went to their office hours and found out that, you know, really I only had two choices. Really, I could be an economist, which that didn't sound too appealing <laughs> or <laughs> it sounded pretty boring as a matter of fact, or I could be a stockbroker. And that was brought up by one of my 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 professors and and I thought I'd try it. So I looked into classifieds and I found that there was what's called a stockbroker assistant, uh, which little did I know at the time meant a lot of cold calling. Mm-hmm. So they basically just stuck me at a desk behind a phone, gave me a list and said, "Hey, if you do this and you do this long enough, you'll be very successful in this business." So I ended up cold calling for uh, at the time two of the largest advisors in the area, which I didn't know at the time. And uh, so for a good two years, I was interning and I was calling and I was learning a little bit about the industry. And what ended up happening was that I was actually about to leave the industry. I was going, you know what, this cold calling stuff, it's good. I'm not bad at it. I just, you know, I'm 19 years old, 20 years old. And I don't know if I necessarily like to get rejected every single day (laughs) of my life for a good three hours. And not just rejection, but some people, you know, asking me, where'd you get my number? And some people even yelling at me. So I figured, you know, I'm about to leave. And I remember talking to Jerry, uh, the the broker that I was working for, one of them. And I'll say, hey, Jerry. And he goes, hey, you're about to leave, aren't you? I go, "Uh, well, he goes, wait, hold on here. Give me about two more weeks. Come back and let's talk about it. Just promise, you know, promise me two more weeks. So I said, okay. So I, I waited. And, um, and in those two weeks, what had happened is that he had, uh, accepted a new position and transferred his book of business from the firm that he was at to a new firm across the way. Uh, well, not a new firm, but a competing firm. And so I went with him 
And then so I, I still wasn't enthralled about it. I don't know. I didn't know what was going on. And, and I just said, hey, Jerry, you know, I, I think I'm, I'm done, man. I, you know, I don't know necessarily if I want to continue to keep getting rejected for, you know, $5 an hour. And so what he ended up doing was like, hey, hold on here. Let me go ahead and show you something. And before you make your decision, just go ahead and take a look at this and then just, you know, maybe figure it out. And he uh, pulled out of his desk an envelope and it happened to be his uh, his upfront bonus money that they paid him to come on over to bring his business, his book of business over. And I got to tell you, my eyes popped out. I've never seen numbers like that before. And and he goes, yeah, that was, you know, and it all started by me doing what what you're doing right now. Hmm. Um, that's that's my foray into the business. And and what I ended up doing, Matt, was I I, I thought about it and I go, you know what? That was pretty enthralling. And if if I can do this for a good two or three years, I might be able to accept a check like that once I become an advisor. So uh, that's kind of like the short and skinny of it all. What makes your practice unique and different? So we, we know now that you have that experience, uh, which means that you uh, have a good amount of sales experience. You deal with no very well, but you've transformed your practice now into something that's just so much greater. Tell us a little bit about that, please. Oh, you know, it's 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 tremendous value. And that's re- really what it boils down to is is there's a perception of value that is out there that if, if individuals, if customers don't necessarily see that perceived value, then they're not going to, um, I mean, they're going to consider, hey, this guy's doing a lot for me. So it, it's kind of like a gardener. Instead of just mowing the lawn and and doing what typically gardeners would do, it's taking the extra effort and um, and 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 probably you know probably even taking out the trash for the individuals, or bringing in the empty trash cans, things that they don't necessarily need to do, but they do. And so it's this value added that we see individuals really cling to. On top of that, is that I do a tremendous amount of research. I'm constantly looking and and uh, for information to read about the economy, about the market about basically generally everything and anything that could affect the market or the economy in one way or another. And that information um, I convey to people. And sometimes I get this glazed donut look from people. They look at me and they go, what in the world are you talking about? But there's no question that these individuals actually do have a feeling that I do know what I'm talking about. So um, I also, what I like to do, in a lot of our workshops, I'll, I'll always tell people that when it comes to a very complicated industry such as this industry, um, I always try to keep this at a third grade level as far as understanding is concerned. In that way, our engineers and our science, you know, rocket scientists can understand what it is I'm saying too. <laughs> they, they don't uh, get up and walk out after you say that? No, they actually start laughing. They enjoy it because they know exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. that's awesome. <laughs> and I, I guess you can also say what makes us unique is that, and, and that's really the encompassing part of it, is that there's rarely any selling going on. It's just pure education. And um, people know that when they when they listen to us, our whole goal is for you to leave our workshop or to leave our meeting uh, that much more knowledgeable about your money. Let's talk about the workshop itself, which is, uh, I'm going to jump ahead on the normal line of questions here because uh, you just kind of opened me up for it there. So Sam, what kind of workshop do you do and how do you market those workshops to have the level of attendance and closing rate that you do? You know, the the workshops, 
Um, they're your typical workshops, and they 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 vary from different locations, and you know they they are just what we call just seminars, but. But for the most part, what's gone on is that we've been able to, um, you know, in, in my years of doing this, you know, been able to uh, penetrate a few corporations, a few major corporations. And now I'm really maybe one of three or one of four advisors on campus that's allowed. And so we do a lot of those workshops. Our main workshops are actually done inside campuses of these corporations. And so... Uh, how we market those those workshops is really through word of mouth, uh, and because we do have quite a bit of a, a large following in these corporations, as well as my competitors, and and you know we'll have flyers that lay out in the conference room. We'll contact managers and and employees of the company and just let them know that hey next Wednesday at five o'clock we have another workshop. Give us a call or call our office and and let us know how many people you'd like to uh, to bring. And sometimes we have workshops, you know, throughout the day, like sometimes in the morning, we'll go ahead and throw it out, maybe seven o'clock in the morning or sometimes for lunch. So we try to keep it really, um, the times vary uh, so that individuals will be able to to attend anytime. They, you know, the people that can't make the five o'clock when they can make the mornings or, or the afternoons, we try to really be accessible. How did you get into those companies, Sam? I mean, it's like the, the golden goose. Instead of just trying to get the eggs, you actually got multiple geese. Uh, how'd you do oh, that, man? Yeah, man. I got to tell you, that's uh, that's the million-dollar question, you know, and that's where I feel that people give up a lot of times. Oh. Is that, you know, it, it really is, and I'll be candid with you in the very beginning, uh, there's a there is a, a element of just picking up that phone and just hammering away. See, back in the day, we could pick up the phone and, and make 300 dials. That was not out of the ordinary. Mm. We'd have 300 dials, and we would have 50 contacts. And in those 50 contacts, we would have two leads a day. And that's what we did. So every single week, we had anywhere between 10 to 20 leads a day. Uh, and when I say we, I'm talking about our bullpen. I'm talking about the people that were still you know, actively cold calling. And so... Uh, we recognized that if we continue to keep at this, that there was no question that we were going to be very successful. And so, what ended up happening was that really just kind of like the stroke of you know, just just a stroke of luck. What happened was I ended up um, uh, reaching and having a conversation with an individual who happened to be in that sweet spot when it came to retirement. And we started talking and we met and what ended up happening was that I found out that he was an employee of this major corporation and and uh, he had friends of friends that also were in his situation that wanted to um, listen to what I had to say because they found it compelling and different from what they've been hearing out in the street. And so before you know it, it started to open up doors and and they were compelled with the information I was providing and they and they they found that my information was different and my style was different, that they 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 felt, hey, you know what, we can invite this guy on a campus. And before you know it, that became the beginning of a very, very you know, prosperous relationship, ben- mutually beneficial uh, beneficial relationship. How do you keep this going though? So when it comes to execution how are you successfully at uh, executing this over and over again? You, you were talking about flexibility and holding the workshops. What else has been a key to your success? Um, FaceTime. FaceTime. Oh. And I, I don't necessarily mean the iPhone FaceTime. I mean constantly being there and making it's, – it's no different than a paper route. Yeah, every single day, you know, back in the day, I had a paper route. I rode my bike and I – 
I would just throw, you know, these these uh, these these papers onto people's driveways and every single house, you know, you just went through and the same thing. It was a route. So what we did is is I would just continuously go to each particular location and I would visit that location. Um, and let's just say location A. I, I visited that location A first week of January and how my route had it was that I wasn't going to be around until maybe the first week of April at that same route. So every single week uh, I was visiting three to four locations and I was just dropping off goodies and just keeping myself available for any questions and just as long as they allowed me to, to be on campus, uh, not hindering any any activities, any any of their their company protocol, but just staying right behind everyone and in you know darkening in the corner so no one can really see me. But then yet they knew I was there. So a lot of FaceTime mm-hmm. uh, is really what allowed me to succeed and to continue the execution. And what it did is that over a period of time, it allowed for more referrals to continue to happen because. What they, what they, what, what people don't realize is that an individual who might be, you know, ten years away from retirement, he's not going to talk to you. He or she may not, uh, may, may not want to speak with you because they're ten years away. But before you know it, those ten years go go by pretty quickly, and the, all they know is that they've seen you for the past ten years, so they know you already. It's not, it's not much different than in real estate when, when. Uh, you have a real estate agent canvassing a particular community. I think they call it farming. And you don't have any intention of selling a house or buying a home, but then yet they continue to keep canvassing and they continue to keep sending you flyers on what they just sold. They send you notepads and calendars with their face on it. And so during the day when you're about to sell or buy a home, the very first name you think of is that individual's name. What hasn't worked well for you? So let's talk about some of the marketing ideas that you tried to implement either earlier in your career or, or now uh, that have really just fallen flat. Oh, you know, uh, what hasn't worked was um, something that I gave up on because <laughs> I believe everything works. Okay. Wow. Everything works. It's just a function of, you know, a, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just a matter of continuing to keep doing it and having the tenacity. And that's what I mentioned earlier is that a lot of individuals, they fail because they can't continue to keep picking up that phone and making 300 phone calls and making 50 contacts a day. I mean, that was one of the the four four days. If I didn't get my 50 contacts in that day, I would not leave. And sometimes that was 10 o'clock in the evening. And so um, there's an element of tenacity. And what I find is that new recruits, they come on in and if it's not working, the first or second or third time, they say, you know what, eh, you know, just I'm not going to do it. It's just too much. Obviously, this just doesn't work. But everything works. And um, it's just a matter of, of giving it time. I've got friends that that uh, only canvas country clubs. And they are members of a country club. And the majority, 80% of their business comes from that country club um, or even particular organizations, whatever it might be. Hmm. I love that, which really leads me uh, to... One of the the last questions I'm going to ask you, which is, if you had one piece of advice for new advisors, what would it be? That's a good question, and and I know the answer. (laughs) That would be to identify a market and dominate it. Nice. 
you know, my, my old boss, uh, a guy named Ron Carson, who uh, ended up being my mentor and somebody who I look up to still to this day. Uh, he's yeah, Ron created, Carson. Yeah, he's an amazing human. Uh, he used yeah. to joke up on stage that uh, when he first started, uh, he, he, start, he um, created his own word and he called it persidity, which was persistence mixed with stupidity. And he said, you know, I just... I would just go for it, right? It would just unabashed persistence. And that's exactly what I'm hearing from you. And if you look at the growth that you've had uh, and then the growth where, where Ron Carson is right now, um, you know, that level of persistence really, really is truly amazing. But I need to know where it comes from, Sam. What keeps you doing this and working this hard every day? And that's one of the seven rules to the Financial Liberty Project that we have in a white paper. Really? Yeah, it happens to be the third rule, and that's really inspiration creates action, which ultimately is finding what your why is. The faster you can figure out why you wake up and why you do the things you do, why you put your left foot in front of your right foot every single day, the moment you find that out is the moment that that inspiration, you'll never have to be re-inspired. And inspire is Latin for you know the, the fire within. And so what what it really is is just finding that inspiration that allows you to continue to keep creating. And so that there is no there is no I mean sometimes we're going to have to go to the well and we're going to have to try to find elements to motivate ourselves. But what I find is that the moment you find out what your why is and and many times your why changes. My why changed, you know, in the very beginning from where it is today. And uh, my why was based on fear in the very beginning because uh, I, I, I knew I had a very prestigious opportunity working for a top five firm on Wall Street, and I didn't want to blow it. And I was on probation for the first year, as a lot of brand new recruits back then were. And if you didn't have a certain amount of assets, a certain amount of accounts, and a certain amount of, of, of gross revenue coming in, then you could be terminated. And that's just how it was. So my why was more fear-based versus once you you know, you, you start succeeding and, and you've, you've paid your dues, the why changes. And so it may change three, four, five times, but you have to constantly keep trying to find out what is your why, why you're waking up. And then so from there, that that obviously just uh, allows for more persistence because, you know, you you see it. You see it a lot of times. People become extremely successful. They've got, you know, eight, nine figures in their bank account. And what promotes them to keep going? Like a Ron Carson. Ron's great. Or an Ira Barron. You know, these guys are phenomenal advisors. And so what keeps them going and, and what keeps them going and is, is what their why is. They know what it is. But, you know, and a lot of times many people won't even tell you because, they, you know, they, they don't necessarily know it. But these individuals do. The great ones do. Well, do you mind if I ask you what your current why is? Absolutely. My current why and is making sure that my kids, because I've got six kids. And um, so as they've, as they've progressed and as they moved on, it's really trying to help them understand what the meaning of money really is. Um, and what I mean by that is, is you know, a lot of individuals are kind of handicapped um, in that um, our parents didn't necessarily know and teach us about money in the right way. They taught us how to save, but savings one thing, and, and they didn't teach us about debt. Teachers don't understand what debt really is, and, I mean, they understand the concept, but they don't really teach children in the elementary or the grade school or the high school level, college level, um, how to, you know, how to be successful with money. So there's not really a lot of money education that's going on. And so my why is to try to help these individuals, my kids understand money 
And so that, God forbid, anything were to happen to myself and my wife, that they don't necessarily have to uh, be at someone's beckoning will in, in that in that they can actually manage their own money. So my whole why is educating them and and allowing them to completely uncover the nuances of the money game. And because that's what really it is. It's a game of money. And it's it's trying to understand what is you know what 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 the rules of the game is. And and I oftentimes will say this in my workshops is that if you play a board game or if you play basketball, whatever type of game it is, if you don't know the rules of the game, how in the world could you ever win the game? And so not only do I I try to preach this and educate clients and prospective clients and just people in general about this, but my main objective is to is to educate my my family, my kids, because I'd be a complete failure if I'm educating everybody else, but then yet my the people closest to me don't even know what in the world I'm talking about. So my 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 main why, my driver to continue the passion is to continue to keep learning, but at the same time have them come along with me and enjoy the journey at the same time. So just to distill uh, what we've got going on here, a um, couple of major, major uh, little nuggets of gold and takeaways from today's uh, podcast for the 99 Best Ideas. Number one, persistence. Persistence, and I love that Sam specifically said every idea works, right? You just have to make sure that you continue to work on that idea until it works, which is that level of persistence. And then number two, if you don't know your why, if you don't know why you're getting up in the morning or if your why just isn't motivating you enough, then you need to find a new one. Uh, it can be both personal, it can be professional, it can be spiritual, it can be physical. Uh, it, there's all sorts of different ways to motivate yourself. But understanding what your philosophical underpinnings, that mantra, that that reason why you get up in the morning is truly the motivation that will take you to the next level. Um, if you have not seen the Simon Siddick YouTube video, Start With Why, please, please um, make sure that you see that. We'll put that link in the show notes. And uh, Sam, thank you so much for your thought leadership today and taking some time to talk with us. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate it. It was fun. Sam Legaspi, founder of the Financial Liberty Project on the 99 Best Ideas, brought to you by WealthFest. If you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come out with another 99 Best Ideas, it will show up directly on your listening device. And if something in the podcast resonated with you today that you know another financial services professional could use this advice that Sam just provided, please make sure that you click that share button. It's super duper easy to go ahead and get this into somebody else's hands. So for everybody at WealthFest, Sam Legaspi, and all of us at Top, of Mar- Top Advisor Marketing, we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing. The mere appearance of content on the site does not constitute an endorsement by WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. WealthFest or Top Advisor Marketing do not make any representation or warranties with respect to the accuracy, applicability, fitness, or completeness of the content. WealthVest or Top Advisor Marketing does not warrant the performance, effectiveness, or applicability of any sites listed or linked to any content. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.